Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Moonloader Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing on this fine April Sunday morning here? I'm doing awesome. Um, you know, we the next time you and I get to be together is at the spring game. Well, actually, well, you come in the night before, but we'll be at the spring game next year. So there'll be yeah. thousands and more people showing up there just because you and I are there. Exactly. I mean, they're already selling tickets. <laughs> it's it's going to be exciting. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been to a spring game since Eric Crouch was – I, well, I went to a few practices that were, were scrimmages that were a week before the spring game. So I've, I've done that, which is if I had my druthers, that's what I would do. There'd be a lot fewer people, but you get to sit on the sideline. You get it, it's it's an awesome yeah. thing to do. Uh, you hear players going at it and yelling at each other. You know, the you know, I mean, it's it's competitive and they're trying to do their best. Um, but. Yeah, that was that. Those things are. If that ever happens, where they restore that, because it used to be through the Touchdown Club, which a friend of mine um, belonged to, and then he would invite me to those those scrimmages a week before the spring games. But but to, to be there for an actual spring game, I think it was back when Eric Crouch. I could be wrong on that, but uh, I know I was there for when he was there. So. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> well, <laughs> we, have, we have so many things to talk about today. And I, I guess the top story from the last time that that we talked uh, was uh, Cole Pensick, uh, who was an offensive lineman for Nebraska, uh, was killed in a car wreck on the day before Easter. And uh, we recorded our our last podcast on Good Friday, which was the day before then. So we didn't we weren't able to. It was it was a tragic loss, obviously. Somebody who's 32 years old. And Cole was just a neat, neat kid. And and I'm so glad that you got to meet him at the golf scramble last uh, June. And then yeah, we got too. to interview him. I, I still haven't <laughs> excuse me, looked that up to see when we actually did that. I, it was in the fall, but I don't remember when. Do you I don't. I did well, I, I did say we did repost the episode and I put a little addendum at the front just kind of addressing right. what happened. Um, last I did that on Sun. No, I did. Yeah. Sunday when, cause that's when we learned about it. Um, I think we interviewed him though, before we interviewed him before the season started, we interviewed oh, okay. him on July 23rd is when, oh, okay. says, is when the episode okay. dropped at least. So my guess okay. is that's when we actually interviewed him, but, but um, if yeah. you're somebody 32 years of age, you're, you're going to have a long, uh, he'll, you know, I'll go way long before he does. And uh, and that wasn't uh, wasn't the case. Um, I I think maybe I sent you I sent you and your mom um, a text that CJ Zimmer uh, sent me about having listened to that podcast. And CJ and and uh, and Cole were very, they were teammates and they were very close buddies. And CJ is just a super super guy. And uh, but he said that. Uh, uh, having list, re-listened to the podcast, which again was recorded last summer, uh, he said, you know, uh, that once he listened to the repeat of this, and he said he'd not been able to smile or, or certainly even laugh, um, you know, for the past week. And then he 
heard Cole in his own words, and he said that we made him laugh. And he said just the honesty and the humbleness of Cole. And uh, so I think I think um, the podcast did something. And I think I know a lot of people listen to that. And I'll bet you his parents yeah. as well. Uh, you get to hear Cole in his own words, which is uh, really, really great. Uh, but Cole was a supporter of Husker fans salute the troops um, and uh, just a really, really good guy uh, at, you know, and I got to know him probably about six or seven years ago. I'm not sure. I just called him out of the blue to come to uh, one of our autograph signing sessions and he was living in Columbus at the time. And I wasn't sure if he would, uh, be able to make it. I mean, this is a Saturday morning and those, the sessions start at eight 30. He has to drive all the way from Columbus. I think that's probably 60, maybe 90 miles away, something like that. And I thought he was going to say, nah, you know, I'd love to do it, but I'm so no Cole was there and uh, he showed up on time. And I learned something from Cole that if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. He'll be there. Don't worry about it. Then he brought other golfers, CJ, of course, and Brett, uh, Kabali, um, Brent, excuse me. Uh, he was another strong buddy of his and Jeremiah Searles. Uh, but he'd bring Cole would bring him to our golf scramble and, uh, and play golf. And, and he, uh, he had a great time. He'd, he'd tell me about, you know, when is it going to be the next one, you know, and, and unfortunately for us and for him, there wasn't going to be a, a next one. That's a sad part about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I think you did a great job of addressing that. I don't know if I need to add anything else. Um, but yeah, just really, really sad. And we were, it was, it came as a shock to both of us that uh, when you text me that in the morning, yeah. I'd like, I, I didn't believe it for a second. I just, right. I had to go double check and make sure, like, I mean, I, I, you're a very believable person, but uh, <laughs> for the most no, part. I did and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to believe it, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, if uh, if anyone wants to listen to that, it's uh, it, you know I, you can look that up on uh, on how about them Huskers. Uh, yeah, wherever you guys get your podcast, I sh- I reposted it. Uh, the I, the the title of the original interview, it's the same interview. It, I didn't change anything except for a little addendum at the beginning, but uh, it should be from last Sunday. Uh, if you we, there's already been a bunch of people over 180 people have already listened to it, but. Um, it's called it, I just titled it in memory of Cole Pensick or in memory of Cole or something like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was, yeah. In memory of Cole Pensick is what I titled it. But the other one is uh, at the bottom of the dog pile. If you just want to listen to it, the interview normally. Yeah. With, uh, yeah he was at the bottom of the dog pile on uh, Jordan Westerkamp's uh, hail Mary catch. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what he's talking about there. So anyway. Um, all right, let's move on. Other big news story that dropped during this week. Mickey Joseph got his charges dropped. So, I mean, who know, who knows what this could have done if if this had happened earlier? The the timing is all not in our control, obviously. So, this is I mean, what what do you think this means for Mickey Joseph here, Grandpa? You know, I I talked, I conferred with a uh, legal expert of mine, um, and uh, and I said, what do you think is going to happen? And he told me, and I said, I agree with you that Mickey will get a shot at some place coaching that he's, he's too good of a coach, too great of a recruiter 
So he's going to be involved someplace. It might be might be in a D1 program, maybe a D2. Maybe he's an assistant coach. Maybe he's a recruiting coordinator. But, um, you know, and, and if uh, I, I think one of the things that if there is any if there are any issues with, let's say, anger management, and I don't I don't know that for a fact, um, that if he gets help, maybe that f- facilitates his being um you know, getting a, a job uh, because he's, he's, he's still young and he's really good. You and I got to visit with him and and came to like him a lot, you know, based on not a whole lot of ex- exposure to him, but based on what we saw, he was a, he was another one of those guys. If he said he was going to do something, he'll do it. And he was uh, very, very, uh, very, just couldn't be nicer. So, yeah, I, I hope he gets a job, and I think he will. Yeah, I think he will too. I don't know if it's going to be a D one, but I yeah. I think he's dessert. He's shown that he can be a head coach. He knows he knows how to be a recruiter. He's a very good recruiter. I don't. Who knows what rule wants to do? If he, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, we don't know what rule was going to decide about Mickey Joseph before those charges came up. Um, if he was going to keep him or whatever with uh, Donovan Raiola on the staff, but who knows? So uh, maybe yeah, we'll probably, yeah, yeah, there's uh, I mean, maybe there's a way for Mickey to come back to Nebraska. I don't know what that looks like, but who knows? Probably um, not. Probably not. Yeah, sure. probably not. I, I think, I think you're right, but uh, there might be, there might be some path. I don't know, um, but definitely, definitely still coaching. I think. And he's, I mean, as I said, he's proven to be a young talent, uh, relatively young, but like in the coaching circle. So, um, all right. Do you want to talk about the new big 10 commissioner? Yeah. You know, Kevin Warren, I had my issues with him. Anybody who has read my column on Husker max knows that, um, I thought the way that he handled the, uh, on again, off again, on again, um, you know, season of 2020, uh, his communication skills were just terrible on that. And I, but he's the one who put together uh, the, the $1 billion uh, TV contract that the big 10 has, which is unprecedented. And, uh, and he helped recruit or, or, you know, expand the conference to Southern Cal and to UCLA. So he did, he did, I think some amazing things and a couple of things that I, I just shook my head at. So now the guy who comes in there, Tony Petiti is his name. Um, I couldn't find out how old he is. I, I went on every site I could find. I can't find it at all. You know, not even on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, but this guy has more credentials. You almost wonder why would he be, you know, settled for Big Ten commissioner. But he might be the guy to take this this conference into you know, road gear, as they say on the farm. Um, he, I think he's positioned the conference to be in a very advantageous position. Um, his background is in TV, CBS, ABC. He's a four-time Emmy winning uh, award winner. Um, he's worked with uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament, the PGA tour, the masters, U S open tennis tournament, and the BCS playoffs. I mean, it's like, what, what more credentials could you even scheme up? You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you sat down there with a think tank, you couldn't, I mean, it's amazing. So I guess we'll, we'll see what happens, but he certainly 
has uh, a, a proven track record and uh, I'm, I'm expecting ex really exciting things coming out of the big 10 over the next few years. So I'm, I'm excited. He starts May 15th, I believe. And then, <laughs> excuse me, Kevin Warren takes over as president of the Chicago bears. So going to be interesting. Gonna be yeah, interesting. definitely. And I mean, when you're given the task of, incorporating two of arguably the biggest names in college football, USC and UCLA, maybe less so for UCLA, but still uh, a big name in, in college football lore uh, in, in both USC and UCLA. When you're asked to incorporate both those teams into a conference uh, as big as the big 10 and as, a, as much attention as the big 10 gets, um, that's going to be a pretty daunting task, but I'm, I'm sure that they have belief that he can do that effectively and well. So we'll see what ends up happening there, but, um, let's move on to some Husker. Let's go women's basketball first because more breaking news, but we, we just miss so much. It's like, if we were recorded, uh, maybe two days <laughs> later, <laughs> we could have right. talked about so much more of this stuff. Um, but jazz Shelley is going to be, well, we talked about this. Didn't we? No, we didn't. We did, but um, yeah, jazz Shelley staying for her fifth season. Um, so we talked about that. Yeah, Izzy Bourne is not, she's going back to Australia, but we were, we were hoping that one or both of those players would come back. And then jazz says she's coming back for a fifth season. So that's, that's great news. Yeah, it is. And I mean, Nebraska also just got a, maybe an Izzy Bourne replacement. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, from, from Australia as well. Jessica Petrie, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, and she's going to be coming to Nebraska this coming year. She committed on April 12th, I believe, um, to Nebraska or somewhere around there. But yeah, April April 12th, uh, she she committed to Nebraska. So she's going to be coming to Nebraska. And she plays forward, which is Izzy Bourne's position that she vacated. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but we're, Nebraska women's basketball, at least from what I've seen on Twitter and other news sites, is also trying to go after um, – DePaul's forward, I forget her name slipping my mind right now, just entered the or entered the transfer portal uh, in the last window and is the second best by ESPN's rankings is the second best women's basketball player or second or third best women's basketball player in the portal for someone to get. And Nebraska's been recruiting her pretty hard. She's leaning a little bit that way, I think, from what I've seen. Uh, but we can't count on anything yet, so that would be a huge get as well. Uh, do you want to talk about these two recruits that just signed on for the yeah, 2023 these, class as well? Yeah, these are high school players, but my goodness, you look at their resume. It's just Lauren Nisley is her name. She's five foot ten guard from Bismarck, North Dakota. She was a Gatorade and Max Kreps Player of the Year. Uh, she played for Bismarck Century, uh, which is a high school and they went on a two-year, 50-game win streak. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and she played club basketball for North Tartan, the same uh, club uh, Sam Hivey played for. Um, so maybe that's how she came to know Nebraska. But she's a she. I know she's going to be a true freshman. She's not a transfer. So yeah. Um, and then and then Natalie Potts, uh, six. Two uh, power forward. She's from St. Louis, and once again, she was the St. Louis Metro Area uh, Player of the Year going into her senior season. She's ranked number one, the number one women's basketball recruit for the state of Missouri by Prep Hoops, uh, and she's also a volleyball player. She <laughs> left the net, and uh, so 
you know, I, you and I have talked about Brit Prince and, you know, this is, I think Brit is probably the Dylan Riola of to Nebraska women's basketball. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty good comparison. Yeah. And then you have to look, okay, Amy knows she's going to have to have some great players to play with, with uh, Brit, assuming Brit comes to Nebraska, but uh, it's, she, this is, she's doing, Amy is, Amy Williams, the head coach is doing everything she can to, I think, surround Brit or any, you know, great player she's, you know, who's thinking of coming to Nebraska, but to give her a supporting cast. So I think, um, now, now Amy has just lost a, uh, an assistant coach. He's going to get out of coaching. He's going to do full-time mission work. Um, and, uh, his name is Tom Gulley, and he's been with Williams uh, for ever since she came to Nebraska, which is seven years ago. So they're going to have to fill that slot. Um, anyhow, it's just going to be uh, – I think Amy is doing everything she can. She understands the importance of getting Britt Prince, and I I hope for Nebraska's sake and, and selfishly for my sake, because I've seen her play, seen uh, Britt. She's a, she, she'll be a senior next year at uh, uh, Elkhorn North uh, High School, which is a Class B uh, team. Um, but uh, things are looking good for Amy Williams and, and the Husker women's basketball program. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And I know we talked about before Jazz Shelley decided to come back that we were talking about this maybe being a rebuilding year for Nebraska or right. what, what's going to look like. Is it just going to be a down year? But I think when you get all these recruits and you let them just play and learn, then uh, – this team could be even better than last year's team, but uh, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's move on to some Husker football talk. Uh, just, well, actually, staying on the subject of basketball, I do want to go back to men's basketball real quick. We skipped over that. Uh, Nebraska has two new transfers coming in, uh, one from the Netherlands in uh, Rink Mast. Uh, he's a, or Bra- sorry, Bradley Rink Mast. Um, no, no, he's, he's, uh, He's from Bradley University. He was a center. Oh, there. Bradley University center. Okay, okay, I see. Right, I see. Right. Uh, so rank master, a center from Bradley University. Uh, he played twenty nine games last year for Bradley. Uh, he averaged thirteen point eight points per game, eight rebounds per game, and uh, he can shoot some threes. He's a thirty five percent three point shooter uh, and a seventy four percent free throw shooter. So we'll see where that ends up. But uh, I mean, that's a big get. You get some a guy that's six nine. Uh, in in height, and that's a huge get for Nebraska. You just oh, get yeah. someone that can rebound the ball. Uh, and then Bryce Williams uh, is a forward from Charlotte University. He's six seven two ten. Uh, he shoots almost forty percent from three. His free throw percentage is an eighty four, uh, and he shoots a, he makes about half his shots. A field goal percentage of uh, 50, 50, 48, I should say. Um, but this is a, a also a pretty big get for Nebraska. He was uh, someone that we were that Fred Hoiberg was targeting. Uh, as soon as he came to the transfer portal and uh, getting him at forward is going to definitely help out Nebraska when you talk about shooting and offensive weapons. So, And then you want to talk about the uh, the other transfers that, that Nebraska is looking at. Yeah, so we talked about this last week, I think, or two weeks ago, because last week was the interview with Jeremy Selector. Um, so Hunter Salas is from Gonzaga. He entered the transfer portal. He was a former five-star. He's from Nebraska originally. That's why we're even talking about him in the conversation. Uh, 
from Millard North High School is where he went uh, in Omaha, I believe. Um, yes. And then Latrell uh, Wrightsell is from Omaha Central High School. He's 6'3", 190. Uh, I don't know where he went to college exactly, but either of those two guys, I mean, Hunter Zalas played decent minutes for Gonzaga. So when you get on a team, and Gonzaga made the uh, Final Four, right? Um, so I think. Well, they I, were I in the no, eight. they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They lost. Oh. Sorry, Elite Eight, but still, yeah. Um, yeah. So Gonzaga made the Elite Eight, and they made the Sweet Sixteen last year, I believe. And uh, Hunter Zalas mm-hmm. was there for that. So he's played in some big games. He knows yep. how to win, which is important. So he could be a huge get for Fred Horberg in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's. I think I think uh, if if they get. If if uh, Fred gets either one of those guys, and if he gets both of them, um, you know this could be an interesting year. And this is a, I think, is a very big, not very big. It's a huge year this next season, twenty four or twenty three, twenty four. Uh, he's going to have to produce, um, I think, at least a winning program. He's going to have to get involved in postseason uh, tournament, NIT, NCAA might be a reach, but, you know, it's going to be a huge uh, season uh, next year for, for Husker basketball. Um, yeah. You want to talk about Husker baseball? Well, I do want to, I want to skip, I want to get to some football talk just because we got the spring okay. game coming up this week and I want to kind of get yeah. prepared for that a little bit. Um, but we can, we'll circle back if we have some time, but okay. we'll see. I do want to talk these new commitments that Nebraska just got. Uh, we talked about Gibson Pyle a little bit. We talked about Roger Gradney a little bit. Ashton Murphy is a guy who we haven't talked about at all. Right. Um, he's an offensive tackle. He's the first in-state recruit in the 2024 class, or sorry, right. in-state commit, I should say, for the 2024 class. Uh, he played, I said he already plays offensive tackle. He played for Elkhorn South High School. Uh, and <clears throat> as a matter of fact, Nebraska also got a walk-on commit for this year from Elkhorn South a couple days or a week or so before Ashton Murphy announced his commitment for the 24 class. And that that was from uh, Noah Bustard, who's a linebacker and also plays – he played nose tackle and defensive end as well, so he can play everywhere on defense. But back to Ashton Murphy, um, I released a little video of him on Twitter. And if you, it, speaking of which, I didn't say this at the top, but if you guys aren't following us on Twitter, uh, go and check out HBT Huskers Pod on Twitter. Uh, or sorry, at HBT Huskers Pod on Twitter. Uh, and I, I'm trying to post a video every single week. Uh, at least we're doing, I think I'm going to end up doing two every week and just get a, I, I'm start, I started a, uh, top 40 countdown of players to watch this year for Nebraska uh, with a video about AJ Allen and a couple things to know about him, what he brings to this year. Um, I did that last week and then they're going to be two more coming out this week and we're just going to keep counting down until the season starts. So um, be looking out for those, watching those, learning a little bit to just to know about some of those guys to watch. Um, And anyway, back to, back to these recruits, Uh, Roger Gradney, we talked about him a bit, him and Gibson Pyler, both from Texas. Roger Gradney's from, uh, I think he's from Altair, Texas, but you you have Gardner on here. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I saw I, both. I saw both. Um, yeah. He he went to Rice Consolidated High School, which said it was in Altair, so I don't know, but okay. I imagine they're close. So anyway, uh, and then Gibson's from Houston. Uh, Roger Gradney is a four-star recruit, and Gibson's a three. Um, but honestly, just watching some film, 
it looks like he really should be a four star. He's he, there's some really great footage of him on on huddle, uh, just absolutely pancaking guys. So it's it's really exciting to watch. So we'll see where he ends up playing for Nebraska. Roger Gradney's probably going to be on the defensive side. I would imagine. I don't know. He's listed as an athlete, but. Uh, on his Twitter handle, I think he has himself as a wide receiver. I don't remember. It might just be an athlete, but anyway, um, he brings a lot of promise as well. He's fast. He runs track. Um, and Ashton Murphy does track too. He doesn't run. He does discus and stuff like that. But he uh, he won discus uh, at some invitational uh, last weekend, I think, or this earlier this week. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, the Elkhorn South page posted that. But so they're all strong kids, all really good gets for Nebraska. Anything you got to say about them, Grandpa? No, I, I just wanted to add something. Um, well, you and I are going to be at the spring game next uh, next Saturday, which would be great. Uh, yeah. We just found out that Alante Brown, I, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. He's not even yesterday. enrolled. He didn't enroll this semester. So he's entered the transfer portal. He didn't really get that much playing time. I thought he had a great deal of potential, and I'm not yeah. sure what all went into his decision to uh, enter the transfer portal, but it, there it seems to be a lot of depth at that position speed you know kick returner punt returner uh so i hope he i hope he does well yeah me too i did see that yesterday i forgot i, I wanted to bring that up too so yeah thanks for thanks for bringing that up uh and also um i saw an article on i think it was omaha world herald that said that uh they was talking about isaiah uh, garcia castaneda remember how or castanetas um was he he entered the transfer portal and then came back uh, right. and it was they were suggesting that it probably wasn't his decision that it was uh mickey joseph or someone saying hey you're not going to get playing time you probably should enter or something like that i didn't read too much of the article or remember too much of the article but um anyway so it probably was something beyond his control which i just found that interesting and speaking of transfer portal i just wanted to bring that up too but um all right let's talk spring game because we will not record next until after the game's over uh, because your computers aren't good enough for our recording software here uh, at your house. <laughs> um, and so uh, what do you what are you looking for from the spring game? You know, I, I, I wrote a, a, a column on this about and my top thing I had on there is just please, 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 let's be able to tackle for four quarters. That if I if they get that, I'm I'm a happy camper. Just tackle. It's called tackle. It's not touch. It's not flag. It's tackle football. And uh, yeah. I, I understand the reasons why not. And I, I would be okay with, you know, somebody like uh, Jeff Sims or, you know, any other quarterback uh, who's in the game, maybe have a green Jersey. Um, but, but Matt rule has, has allowed his quarterbacks to go live in a couple of scrimmages. They did that yeah. yesterday and they did that the week before. So, Yep. But I don't, I don't think you're going to see that in the spring game. They don't want to get anybody injured. I, I mean, that that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know what Scott Frost did during those um, spring scrimmages, but it seems to me like Rule is the kind of guy that would just be like, yeah, you're, you're going to go tackle. You're going to figure this out. But yeah. I don't know. He also is a very smart guy, so who knows. Uh, but, yeah, and there have been some spring games of big teams on – uh, recently, like, I think Texas and Georgia and Penn State had theirs yesterday. There have been some big, I mean, big spring games. That's kind of an oxymoron. But, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where Nebraska stacks up against those guys. What I'm looking for, I guess, I'm looking for a running back 
that's going to kind of shoulder the load because we didn't really have, I mean, we had Anthony Grant last year, but it wasn't, it, after the first five games, it looked like he kind of got burnt out or some defenses figured him out, or maybe he was just getting into Big Ten play. But I'm looking, I just want to see a running back that can shoulder the load for Nebraska's running game, just give us a main guy. They can, I mean, we, we can do running back, we can do running back by committee, but I would like to see someone that is going to be the first in that committee, just the leader of that committee and, and kind of just look for that. So I'm hoping to see that maybe Gabe Irvin, maybe Ramir Johnson. We talked about that two weeks ago that he's getting more of a chance now from these coaches. The coaches are really liking him. Uh, maybe AJ Allen coming back from injury, who knows, uh, but we'll see the co- I, I mean, I was watching some of their practice stuff and, uh, uh, EJ Barthel was coming down really hard on AJ Allen just for getting, just get better. And it was, was, uh, not happy with the effort he was putting into the drills, but, um, as a, I, I get what he's trying to do there. So I, I hope that it's, he knows he can do better and he's just trying to push him to be better. But, uh, well, yeah, you know, so. is, is, you know, you understand about Anthony Grant, you know, he, he came in, I think from a junior college or yeah. yeah. And, uh, he was one run from being a thousand yard rusher last year. People forget that. Yep. Despite the the bad uh, experiences we had on the offensive line, and and I, quite frankly, I don't think Anthony was running to his greatest potential. I'm hoping that yeah, can get a hold of him and and you know tell him that uh, you know run straight ahead. Don't don't worry about making some you know reverse the field kind of thing. Um, so uh, you'd have to say Anthony Grant, if he's healthy, uh, has maybe the the inside step on that. But yeah, I think Urban is uh, is the kid. I think probably it's going to be. I think they're going to do a rotation of maybe three. You can't just give every carry to one running back. So yeah, yeah, I, I think they're going to be three guys who are going to get a lot of action. Uh, that's in my view. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's going to be running back by committee. So, uh, but I, I just want to see who's going to lead that. So, yeah, as you said, yeah, probably Anthony Grant has the inside step. But this rule coaching staff has just been a reset, so they don't really care what you've done before that. They just care what you've done for them now and what you've shown them you can do. So, who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. Um, right. I'm also, I, I mean, I also kind of want to look at quarterback play. I've never really seen Jeff Sims play because I never had right. a reason to watch Georgia Tech, just because they sucked. Um, and (laughs) I mean, that's a little bit blunt, but they did, uh, you could probably ask Jeff and he'd say the same thing. Um, and so I just want to see that with Casey and, um, is Chubba playing in this? Is Chubba practicing right now? I think he is. Is that right? No, I haven't heard much from him. Um, you would, I, 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 he, he was injured. He was dinged up last year. I don't know if they, you know, maybe they already know all they need to know about Chubba. Uh, and maybe I, I look. Sims is going to get the majority of the snap, the yeah, you know the the major snaps with with the one uh, team. But I think uh, Heinrich Harburg, I think is going to get some some work, uh, and yeah, that, great. I'd like to see him, you know, with the new coaching staff. Who knows? Uh, he was yeah. not in favor with uh, Mark Whipple last year. He, he oh yeah, he didn't get along too well. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. As as you, Grandpa, as you said, we were going to be there. Uh, we'll be wearing our the uh, <laughs> brass. How about the Musker shirt? It's got our logo on the back. So if you see someone with that shirt, it can only be us because no one else has one. 
Um, <laughs> so it's and uh, it's a white shirt with uh, our logo on the back, and then a Nebraska red with a football on it on the front. I've described the only, the only problem with that is it's supposed to be fifty three degrees and and uh, partly cloudy. So I'll be wearing my parka if I can get my t shirt on over that maybe. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe we should have ordered jackets. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll be I'll be wearing my t-shirt. I'm fine with the cold, so we'll see. But um, anyway, so we'll be there. Uh, we'll be looking for a lot. I also, I want to look for some offensive line stuff and just see how that's going to hold up with uh, the first year of Donovan Raiola really having a impact on the offensive line. And I don't think he really did last year because we've seen these guys keep coming. And I was every time we get an offensive line commit, I'm like, did you see our offensive line last year? Like, why are you coming here? We can't run the ball. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, he's doing something right. So that's why rule decided to keep him. And I just want to see why, honestly, I mean, I, I, I have an idea why. And so I just want to look at the offensive line play and see how that stacks up. But, yeah. Um, anything you want to say about the spring game? No. Do you want to talk a little bit? Uh, we don't have much time, but about... yeah, we can touch on some Husker baseball and softball yeah, real quick. The Husker baseball team and the Husker softball team are in second place in the in the Big Ten conference. Wow! Never would have thought that coming into this year. Husker, uh, I mean softball Husker team. Base- yeah. yeah, Husker baseball is uh, twenty and eleven. They they'll play later on today uh, uh, against uh, who are they playing? They're playing Northwestern. Northwest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, and then uh, uh, Husker softball—they won both their games yesterday, and that's how they got to thirty and thirteen, uh, ten and four in the conference. And they're they are in second place. Uh, Indiana's way out ahead of them, but I think that's pretty cool that yeah. both teams are having you know a good season so far. I mean. You don't know how this is going to turn out, but they played a lot of games. Uh, softball has played 43 games. The Huskers have played 32 games in baseball. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, We'll just keep our fingers crossed. You and I love to talk about winners, and uh, so yeah. it's it's looking very, very good. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, as you said, uh, Nebraska's playing Northwestern right now, I think, as we're recording. So the game will probably be done by the time you guys listen to this. Um, but yeah, they they beat them on Saturday, nine two. Northwestern's not great; they're right. five and twenty four overall. So, um, but they need they need to win the games that they need to win. So, and then coming up this Tuesday at home against Creighton, that yep. is going to be a huge game for Nebraska because they lost really close to Creighton. Uh, last time out, I believe, I think they, it was, I think it was nine to 10. Um, and then they started series April 22nd through 24th at Iowa, who right. is ninth in the big 10 right now and 25 and nine overall. So they just are ninth in the big 10. They have a better record than, um, multiple teams ahead of them, but the big 10 record is what's killed them. So we'll see how that goes, but Iowa is looking like a challenge for Nebraska. And then uh, they got a Tuesday meeting on the 25th of April against UNO in Omaha. So that'll be another one that Nebraska's lost a lot of those close games. They lost, they lost Tuesday at home to UNO in 10 innings, six, five last Tuesday. So there've been a lot of close games between those two. So this next stretch of games for Nebraska Husker baseball is going to be 
very telling as to what the season is going to look like. But and then softball has just been crushing, as you said. They're thirty and thirteen overall and ten and four. That's uh that's pretty darn good when you win thirty of your first forty games. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. sweet. <laughs> so yeah, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up here? No, we'll just uh, see each other on uh, Friday, and then we'll go to the game Saturday, and we'll have a sounds great good. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell them to <laughs> follow the Twitter. Everything. It's not just based on you guys sharing it now, but it's it's out there. So follow the Twitter at, at HBT Huskers Pod if you haven't already. We'll talk to you guys next week with a recap of the spring game and some lessons we learned. We hope to see you guys there if you're going. Go, go big, big red. red.